Hello everybody and welcome to Volume 3, Issue 103 of the Cane and Rinse podcast. The comedian Jason Manford tells a story on stage which sounds too ridiculous to be true, but according to those who have spoken with him is completely genuine. I went and did a gig at Manchester City and met a load of the players, says the self-confessed City fan. I met Micah Richards, the defender, and I was a bit rude to him. Afterwards, my dad, who was with me, said, You were a bit rude to Micah Richards. I said, Yeah, I don't know why. It was only when I got home I realised on Football Manager he'd turned up late for training a couple of times. That was uh, a quote from uh, a piece in The Guardian by Sachin Nakrani. Um, Just to illustrate the hook um, of the Football Manager thing. Uh, And we'll be talking about that shortly. In the meantime, don't forget you can play along with Kane and Rinse Volume 3. The next 10 issues of which will feature Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet 2, probably a bit of uh, PSP and Vita conversation as well then it's a return to arkham batman arkham city kill zone 2 and 3 in time for the new kill zone proteus mark of the ninja our first super mario brothers show featuring the original super mario brothers super mario brothers 2 the lost levels and 3 as well then it's our super monkey ball special after that is near then it's hitman blood money and after that we'll be doing a podcast all about the uh, japanese shoot 'em up developer cave Head to canerince.com for the full schedule and, of course, the blog and links to our forum, the merchandise store, the Facebook page, the Twitter feed and the YouTube channel. Always, please subscribe, review and rate us on the iTunes. Now, joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, we have, uh, first of all, uh, Der Kaiser, James Carter. It's uh, it's a game of two halves and uh, <laughs> the, the, the best team won and we were robbed by the ref or something. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get those out of the way. 
Um, now, uh, we're going to talk about the history of the Championship Manager and Football Manager series, but I was just wondering to introduce, uh, do, have you ever played any other football management games back in the day before this? Now, I know you're not as old as me, so you probably don't remember the Kevin Toms original, but uh, was CM your first love? Uh, y- well, yes, except for uh, Sensible World of Soccer, which you could automate okay. results on, so that was yeah. my kind of only toe dipped in water of of managing football teams as it were because you could just skip through seasons pretty rapidly in that essentially managing rather than playing Um, actually the the original championship manager predates the original sensible soccer but sensible world of soccer came out after champion anyway we get into a whole (laughs) whole world of hurt with that so that uh, was certainly my first foray into that and then uh champ manager two so 97 98 okay was yes the, the my first uh proper experience of a of a management simulation excellent we'll come to cm2 and it's mm. uh, and its subsequent installments of course and also joining us we have carl uh, chicharito moon uh who i reckon must have dabbled with something in the uh the 16-bit days maybe if not the 8-bit days before football championship manager um i think my first one was the original championship manager on the amiga okay that was your first management experience? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I was young at the time. I didn't really understand what was going on. And I remember <laughs> you would have been I, I remember actively sort of clicking through the game, wondering when I actually got to play the footballs. Oh, and, really? Okay. Uh, you know, so I, did I, some I, of the reviewers. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, it was fun and all. I wasn't as crazily into my football at the time. And, and oh, like okay. James, I ended up going into <laughs> interval sensible soccer. But I've, I've played a whole heap of, of management games throughout the years. Uh, and obviously I eventually returned to Championship Manager probably at 97, 98 uh, okay. I, mean, I took double two and two was obviously the game that you saw every supermarket check out in the bargain section and <laughs> at the counter at all game stores and stuff as the you know the, the sold out copy of of the game that would sell for I think it was about 2.99 or 3.99 you know it was a bargain basement game but 97, mm. 98 was when I really focused on it yeah so for me I do go back to Kevin Tom's football manager uh, now not actually at the time I mean it started off I think as a 4k game on a Tandy computer um, ended up on ZX81 but uh, it became a kind of uh, a playground hold name in uh, the early to mid 80s I think I first remember playing it round a friend's I say I think I know I remember going round a friend's house my friend Matt in about what would have been 1983 to 4 uh, I didn't actually like football at all when I was until I was about 10 or 11 um, I didn't was just wasn't into competitive things at all competitive sports and then suddenly in 1983 uh, I think it was when probably when Brighton got to the FA Cup final <laughs> it was like oh okay I get this I get this thing now and and I mean my 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 granddad my uncle were lifelong fans um, and and my granddad's father and possibly even going back to near the start of the club so you know it should have been in my blood really but um playing football manager for the first time on my friend's zx spectrum 48k uh was amazing uh even though it was just little stick men and stuff but i had to wait another couple of years for my uh beloved atari 8-bit computer to get a conversion all written in basic of course uh it took literally 18 minutes to load just think about that for a second (laughs) 18 minutes to load a game um players i think it had a database of maybe about 20 to 30 players um the other clubs weren't real as such there was no sort of 
uh, you know, consistent game world. Uh, players were rated out of five. Now, I don't mean they had attributes that were rated out of five. Players were rated out of five, one to five. Um, and at the end of each season, uh, all the players that you'd acquired over the year, of course, there were no transfer windows at, at that point, mm. um, were had their, their rating out of five re- randomly reshuffled and regenerated. Uh, to the point that you you know you'd basically have to rebuy an entire squad every season, but it didn't matter. It was incredible. Um, the version I played didn't even have match graphics, unlike the Spectrum and Commodore 64 versions. It was just text and white noise for a goal. Uh, I played it for you know hundreds of hours probably, um, and it was magic. And then between Football Manager and and Championship Manager, I guess six years later seemed a very long time when you're that age. Uh, I played countless in different games, and I, I wrote these down rather than looking them up just to see if I could remember. But uh, I remember playing first division manager, Kenny Dalglish, soccer manager, tracksuit manager, the double, football director two, uh, ultimate soccer manager, which possibly came a bit later actually. Graham Taylor's soccer challenge, it may have been called, on the ball and on the ball World Cup, which introduced sort of role playing elements and drunk footballers and things like that. The Premier Manager <laughs> games from Gremlin. Uh, player manager, of course, the kickoff spin-off from Anko, which I put many, many, many hours in. And a game called The Manager, which I think came out around the same time as um, CM and actually reviewed better in some magazines because it had little ma- graphical match highlights and stuff. But it was buggy and badly translated from the original German. And the thing I still <laughs> hated most and I still to this day hated was the fact that the league tables were displayed as one lost drawn, not one drawn and lost. Um, mm. So it made reading league tables completely uh, bobbins. Um, and, and as such, I remember when uh, Championship Manager was first previewed. I think it was previewed like literally one month before it came out in most magazines. And I remember looking at the screenshots and thinking, that looks amazing. Hmm. But also thinking that most people are going to think that looks really boring because <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was just text. But it looked like a t- TV vidi printer at the time. You know, it looked it looked kind of it looked like it was made by people who understood. I don't know. I just had this feeling about it. I think the way I think of of that aspect of how the game looks is is something akin to that. You can imagine that nowadays on Sky Sports on you know their Saturday afternoon afternoon football where you've got. The panel all sat round watching screens. That's the screen that they look Soccer at, Saturday, to, yeah. yeah, to check up on what's going on across the. Yeah, yeah, that that that's what I think of it as. It's almost a um, yeah, a launch control window, almost, you know. And it had all it had all the right numbers. Um, you know, it had uh, and it introduced a few things other games hadn't done. Now, it wasn't the first to to have a match engine that was uh, based around sort of commentary. Um, I mean, it, it was really it was very simple text phrases and and sliders moving up and down. But mm. the, the the game that I mentioned before, Tracksuit Manager, which was actually an international management game, came out a few years earlier. Silly name, but it was a re- it was really innovative. Um, it showed the phase of play on the pitch, and it had it had a, a commentary a. a a rudimentary match commentary which was, was really involving but it didn't have as I, I don't think that CM brought in which was uh, manner from heaven to kids who grew up reading match magazine was player ratings mm. so you could actually uh, gauge how well players it wasn't just down to their attributes and although CM added a lot of attributes um, compared to pre you know previous games it was their form and there were these hidden mystery stats that dictated certain things yeah. and obviously that's that's got more and more and more involved and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that but 
It's it quite interesting a, that you actually mm. mentioned Ultimate Soccer Manager because that's the game that I was actually playing instead of Championship Manager 2 at the time because this mm-hmm. would have been, this would have been 97, 98, I think. It, and th- this was yeah. the game that was... I think it, the first USM was about 94, but it, it got some sequels. Yeah, and it, I know, it, I believe it was made by Sierra. And I, I always remember this game because not only was it funny, but it also had the option to bung other teams. Or at oh, least right. attempt yeah. to try and bung referees <laughs> wow. and, and other teams into a loss, and I always thought that that was comedically controversial because nothing ever seemed to come mm. of it. And and I rem- at the time there was that huge trouble in in Italy, which ironically happened again in the two thousand. Calciopoli, yeah, and again uh, this decade as well. So yeah. some things never changed, but it was it was really amusing that they sort of put that in. It was you know akin to when Pro Evolution Soccer decided to put diving in it briefly <laughs> um, which was fun against mates and not so much at any other time but Ultimate Soccer Manager was like a really wonderful game and then it just sort of disappeared off the face of the planet and I actually had one of my friends his father played Ultimate Soccer Manager for about six years constantly because mm. and, and we'll hear this again Championship Manager became too complex um, and, yeah. and he stuck to the original Ultimate Soccer Manager mm. which which I did until until Championship Manager 97, 98 yeah, there were there were five ultimate soccer managers. The first of which did arrive, yeah, some years after Champ. Um, but I think it appealed to me, even though I, I you know, already played a lot of uh, Champ '93 and '94, which we'll come on to. Um, it also had this sort of uh, sort of almost theme park style stadium builder, yes. um, where you could set the prices of drinks and, and merch and all this stuff. So it was kind of ahead of its time and actually predicting the way that uh, that um, football and football manager would go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a separate game. I, I can't imagine we'll ever do the Kane and Rince on the ultimate. Enough, soccer. I think NBA 2K14, which is coming out, obviously the next gen version. That yeah. one of their major modes is revolved around being able to set the price of drinks and stuff. So it's quite interesting to think that that's their major mode. And <laughs> we're talking mm-hmm. 15, 16, 17 years earlier. Ultimate Soccer Manager was allowing you to do it in a in a sports game. Mm-hmm. There. So we'll 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 come back to the original Champ Manager in a moment. But um, one thing we wanted to sort of express is just what a phenomenon this has become in terms of numbers but it's actually very difficult to get hold of good figures um wikipedia has the cm and fm series both as being in the sold over five million uh bracket of you know best-selling game franchises which puts them you know in some pretty esteemed company um vg charts all has a uh, as total sales for the football manager series that is the 2000 five-ish onwards series at about seven and a half million or more but to me that seems and sounds very low um the game is massive as we know in europe and south america i think um probably other parts some other parts of the world as well it's sold around the world as worldwide soccer manager or at least it has been in the past because obviously the, the football thing um but anecdotally at least uh i think idos previously and uh, and now sega talk of piracy at rates of you know umpteen copies per sold copy 10 million Mm. downloads a year on pirate bay things like that um this is probably you know one of the most played franchises in terms of the number of people who have had it on their pcs obviously it goes outside of normal gaming circles and things like that it's quite funny because you hear all these people constantly talking about sega as a publisher and they're saying well they don't release enough games i don't know how they're still going or they'll release a game and it bombs and they say it doesn't sell how are they still going totally forgetting that they're the publishers behind football manager which is Mm. an absolute monster i believe Mm. um football manager 2012 actually stayed in the charts for a full 55 weeks or something it actually surpassed the full year um and surged at, at every sort of major holiday 
uh, as well, which was always quite yeah. interesting because uh, Miles Jacobson would always mention it on on his Twitter feed about how mm. every time someone had say a, a week off or, or it was the Easter break or it was the Christmas break, the sales would noticeably leap and it'd fly back up the charts again because that's when people decide that that's when they're going to have a real session of it and, and it's probably understandable because it's so addictive that you would sort of stick to it in those holiday sections. Um, yeah, uh, Nugget here, the uh, 97-98 version was a top-selling game of that, top-selling PC game, sorry, of that year. Um, and it didn't have any on-CD protection, so it could be shared as, you know, as, on as many PCs as possible um, to basically promote the series and, um, you know, in, in advance of Championship Manager 3. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much exactly why I ended up playing Championship Manager okay. 97-98, because... Right. Um, that was we uh, at my school. We had obviously uh, computing studies. It was then. Now it's IT and other acronyms and fancy names for uh-huh. for that particular subject. But um, we had computer rooms, um, that, and that certainly for my school was a relatively new thing. So uh, the, there wasn't internet access on all of them, and they certainly didn't know. Uh, the teachers and the administrators at the school about securing computers like they they do now. Excuse me. No. Um, so it was perfectly possible, and we did get hold of a copy of Champ Manager and pop it onto every computer in the room, um, and so went in at lunchtimes and played and alt tabbed or equivalent away from it during yeah. lessons as well, and were able to to play it on there. And that was by virtue of only two or three of us having the actual game, but yeah. obviously could install it on all of the computers. Yeah, we did. The, we did the exact same yeah, thing yeah. Up, uh, up here, and and it was. That was sort of the game that you would pass around school. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think Very there was much. maybe one copy, and it got passed around about thirty mm. to forty people, who installed it on, and and we'd use our usually physics lessons uh, of science lessons was when we would discuss the ongoing seasons that we were having <laughs> and, and who we'd signed, and yeah. then you know it's a sort of science. It, it's the science. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, sorry, James. Go well, part of the problem that we'll have nowadays in actually. Uh, quantifying copies sold is that a lot of it is done digitally and a lot of, in a lot of cases digital sales aren't included in in chart places etc so i think they probably increasing the arm i mean they yeah, they, they sega or si or both have announced that uh, the la- last year's model which mm. uh, was uh, released just over a year ago and the latest one was released uh, the day before we we are recording this podcast fm 2013 was both the fastest and the best-selling game in the series so far, which yeah. is pretty extraordinary for a 20-year-old series, yeah, um, and also one that had a tumultuous middle section, which we'll talk about. Um, and again, you just wonder if you know if it wasn't for piracy, and I know this is true for a lot of games, particularly on PC, but you just wonder how much money it would be worth if it didn't get you know pirated to heck uh, every single year mm. without fail. So going back to, uh, I mentioned there, um, seeing the previews a month before the first game was released, and, and my interest was piqued. Uh, I'd, I'd already, you know, fallen in love with several football-related games, both you know, arcadey or action simulations and and football management. But I had a I had a, a, an inkling about this, and uh, I remember the previews uh, talking about the fact that this had been. Basically, it was put together on uh, in Amiga Basic, you know, the slowest of the languages, um, it, by two brothers in a bedroom. Um, these were the, the, the Paul, Paul and Oliver Collier brothers who founded what they called Intellec then, with a K, uh, became Sports Interactive. Um, by way of comparison, it's now the team is now uh, 60 strong, headed by Miles Jacobson, who joined as a tester 
fairly soon after the uh, I think probably about 93, 94 version um, and they have uh, one and a half thousand researchers spread, <laughs> spread around 50 countries mm-hmm. and regions around the world um, it's come a long way baby uh, and I wasn't surprised when the reviews for the first one were mixed um, because you know they didn't a lot of times you know football management games wouldn't get handed to people who were necessarily into them for review and also this was a particularly dry and slow take on the sport that only appealed to a certain kind of uh, anally retentive uh, soccer statistician (laughs) or seemingly um, until you started to play it and then even on that very first stodgy Amiga version where you had to wait for uh, several minutes between games um, while the video printer ticked off the results while it was actually doing its crunching um, again it was the first inkling the first as soon as I you know it was half a season in or whatever and it was all fake players at this point you know no no real names or anything like that uh, a lot of league teams were missing I think it was an 80 strong league and various things but it had it had uh, it had conjunction uh, what's the word cups running simultaneously with the league which is something that not every game managed to do um, more than one cup I should say um, and it was this feeling that I was creating this story this story was being created even though these players had fake names you started to get to know them and it was so much to do coming back again to that player rating thing where it wasn't just this bloke's got 20 for shooting and 18 for pace um, it was he might have that but there were other things dictating how well they did in a game and you might have statistically the strongest player in in the league but if he was averaging 5.5 a game he was getting dropped for you know youth 18 year old youth star who was scoring a goal a game even though his numbers were inferior and that's that's in a nutshell for me is the kind of hook yeah, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's the pure addiction of, of every year of, of you know exiting the, the club's biggest stars and bringing through some youth players and if you get one youth player that you bring through and he, and he turns into a starter and a star you actually feel that that's you that's accomplished it uh, mm. you know it was your vision it was your foresight to sort of fit him in there around the team's chemistry um, and it's a really addictive buzz that you get from doing it that you, that's my star you know, all the other players they were established, but he's mine. And there's there's a lot to be said. Like you said, you create your own stories around a football manager game. And and back then, when they weren't the real players, it was so it was even more fantasy. You know, you had it was your whole team. You you got to learn who every player was, how they would play, what position they were in, who they would play well with, and and then you'd start structuring this team and try to take on the league or you know obviously start to get promoted and win the cups and when you go on a cup run or beat a you know giant killer uh it, it's oh, just magic. absolutely magical. proper uh running around the room with your shirt over your head punching the air stuff i've got um, to say i have actually run around the room celebrating many a time yeah. on, on <laughs> yeah, football manager it's, it's the strange thing i still do it now i'm 41 i've you know i've been playing the last year's one uh recently and yeah i've had i've had some out of the seat moments and and it is probably one of the hardest games to explain to a non-convert or or, or to for a non-convert to understand the appeal of and i include in this i include gamers and non-gamers i include football lovers and non-football lovers um i've had to sort of uh, go through this game with with relatives with girlfriends with mates who are into fantasy football but don't get the appeal of football manager mm-hmm. it's it's this weird thing if if you don't get it you don't get it but if you do get it 
it's you know and and Carl you've already used the word addictive a few times here now it's normally a word that I we shy away from because it can have negative connotations but I think given the stories the anecdotes the newspaper reports of 35 plus divorces based around this series of games I think addictive like World of Warcraft is 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 it probably an apposite it becomes term. habitual almost you it i've had moments where i get out of bed and i need to progress a few games in the season i had i had to play a few games before school during lunch after school and and i've lost myself in the game numerous times at one point um i played the game so solid for a week that i got annoyed uh, when my team man united were playing at the weekend and uh, Sir Alex Ferguson didn't start Emil Heskey because he'd been banging the goals in for us and I didn't understand him <laughs> dropping him for an important game. He was, of course, at Liverpool at and, the time. And, you know, to, thankfully, to this day, I'm so happy that that transfer didn't happen in real life. But yeah. on that <laughs> afternoon, for a good 10 minutes, I was shaking my head. I, I couldn't mm. believe it. You know, he'd, he'd been a star. And then it dawned on me, I thought, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I signed him in my game. Yeah. You know, and if, if there were so any weird. doubt that this this were uh, a fantasy game, just let's rewind that podcast. Yes, exactly. the podcast back. Emil Carl is saying that Emil Heskey was banging goals in for Man United. Well, That's we're not going to uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into debating players, but I think Heskey yeah. gets a gets a bad rap at times. But oh yeah, but no. absolutely. He's he's exactly the kind of player that that might thrive in 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 CM because his his base stats are very good and. And and you know this is a great thing. Um, there there are there are huge amounts of stats. Uh, even um, I guess this was early to mid two thousands. You're talking here if we're talking Heskey, probably early. Yeah, this would this would um, have been his Leicester days. But th- oh right, okay. So yeah. So, yeah but yeah. um, but of course one of one of perhaps one of Heskey's weakest attributes would have been his probably his confidence things like that. You know, yeah. um, this is a player who had all the physical stats, all the, you know, all the uh, all the. But lacking maybe mental fortitude and stuff like that, Composure you know. Every, and mental and, and anecdotally too nice. Often, often said about him, you know, that he, he you know, like Shearer was yeah. famously not very nice when he was on the pitch, as as a lot of very successful footballers haven't been. But Heskey, you know, very very deferential and perhaps that. Kind of, anyway, without getting into <laughs> that, that's a good example of. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the famous uh, players that didn't didn't make it, uh, as predicted by CM later on. Going back all the way to, to uh, the second Amiga, uh, also ST and ported to MS-DOS, I think. Um, Champ Manager uh, 9394. Now this was a this was a big um, upgrade. This wasn't, although it was just a you know a, a seasonal a new uh, iteration. Um, this was actually the the game had been moved into machine go machine code. Uh, there were more tactical options. It had real player names. Um, all this stuff uh, it ran much much smoother. I installed it to my Amiga 1200's hard drive, and this was the first version that I played uh, for an insane amount of time. Now, it's interesting. I've not really made this connection before, which seems crazy, but my two longest periods with CM were in hot seat mode. This was uh, 18 seasons, pretty much, played with my friend Andy, um, he took control of Wickham Wanderers, who had recently joined the league. I took control of Scarborough United, who were, uh, I think, one of the first teams to go up after they got rid of after the football league got rid of re-election in 1986. So they were one of the first teams to get promoted automatically from the non-league, the conference as it is now. And we played 18 seasons, and I took Scarborough to European glory, of course, as you do <laughs> in these games and and all this stuff. And eventually, uh, I'd won everything you could win. 
in the game with Scarborough more than once. I left them to join Brighton, who were languishing in uh, the second tier at that point, the old Division 2. And uh, I still remember the message I got to this day. The Scarborough board think you are a right bandit. (laughs) And I'd taken that club from recently promoted to the Football League bottom tier to multiple European champions and then I left eventually after how many years of 10 years of glory to join my club Brighton Nova Albion there's no and loyalty in football Leah. and they signed <laughs> and they signed me they they slagged me off like that and I still it still stings to this day I was gonna I was gonna say it sounds like it still hurts well I, did they go out of business or go out of the league again I forget um but yeah good riddance no I don't mean it <laughs> but yeah I mean that that just goes to show and yeah we used to we used to um, football manager chat manager people will, will understand this I used to have a dot matrix printer attached to my Amiga hmm. and we used to print out everything yeah. and I used to we used to work together that was how I knew Andy we used to take piles of printed out paper with the old <laughs> you know the, the perforated stuff down the side with the yeah. holes in we used to take that down to work with us and we used to analyse it. We used to look at the stats. We used to look at... And that's another great hook to this game, isn't it? Is watching players that maybe you've sold and watch them, see how they've gone on, see how they've performed for other people, watching their stats over the years, not just not their attributes improving. I'm talking about their goal-scoring yeah. averages and all this sort of thing. Getting disappointed that you never put a clause in the contract to buy back at a decent price when the stats... <laughs> well, of course, things goal. like that. Things like that came much later, but yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing times. A lot of people played uh, CM Italia, which I didn't. Um, I did get the the '94 season data disc, which you know brought everything up to date again. Some more improvements. Um, but again, it was just this. It was this this fiction. You know, we were creating this 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 world. One, one, as soon as that game starts, and this is still the same every year, the real world stops the day that you take over your new game of FM. Whether these days you can start. In whatever whatever level, whatever club you want, you can start unemployed. But as soon as that starts, the, that's your real world of football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's a it's a constant, isn't it? You sort of turn into the real world of football once every weekend, but every night you're the manager of your new newly acquired club in in Football Manager, and you it, it's odd that you actually sort of ride you know the trials and tribulations of of your club. You know, you get the ups and downs, the disappointments. Um, Sometimes, especially if you're a person who can avoid the uh, quit and reload route, uh, oh, you know, well not, not necessarily yeah. suffer the, the defeats. Um, Anyone who does that, yeah, I've got no time for that. Doing it, doing <laughs> it wrong. Yeah, you got to live with your, you got to live with your defeats. Otherwise, it's like it's like the real thing. You know, you don't you don't feel the the glory of victory if you've not felt the sting of defeat. Um, so the game uh, came out started to come out around the world Giroud manager in France um, Norwegian Scandin- other Scandinavian versions Italian versions um, which tweaked the the rules of the game This at this point in say, say the uh, English Amiga version you couldn't just you couldn't move around the world like you have been able to for the last however long it is and stuff like that so if you wanted to play in your country generally you had to um, you know buy that version I guess fortunately the, the game started over here so we were always well supported so in the mid 90s Windows Windows 95 became a thing and the Amiga was waning badly by this point pretty much uh, a dead format uh, apart from the hardcore who were still modding their Amigas and updating them so 
I couldn't afford a PC at this point. So while you guys, you've already talked about it, were playing uh, CM2, CM9798, I was regarding those screenshots with such envious eyes. They looked <laughs> so beautiful. Um, they had sort of high-res backdrops and yeah. this text that looked like it was straight off of, you know, computer graphics off of uh, ITV Sport or something, I don't know. Sky final or score. Spoke, or no, Sky like, probably yeah. at this point, yeah. Oh, Amazing times. They were, they were happy, happy days. Um, <laughs> I actually, oh, so I actually failed uh, an, an art project one year. I, I travelled to go down to see my... Uh, grand down on the south coast and, and my uncle was actually playing 97 98 and he, he came to pick us up because we didn't really know our way around the town and i remember he sort of got there and he looked a bit frustrated and he took off and he was through the streets in his car and we were struggling to keep up and we finally got there and he just sort of ditched us and ran upstairs and and, and I, fo- I followed him um you know left my parents to collect all the bags and he was in front of his pc hitting space bar and he wanted to see <laughs> he was he had to come and pick us up at half time in his match uh, and he rushed back to see how his mighty rangers were doing and it was at this point that I ended up staying there for a number of weeks and I got a little bit you know acquainted too fondly with this game totally forgot to do um, a six week art project came back and got the biggest telling off ever at school and mm-hmm. I said oh it's okay miss I was really ill I can get you a, and the lies just started coming out I can get you a hospital <laughs> report I, you know I'll get in touch with the doctors down there I didn't have the heart to say you know look I was managing Man United and I I, I was on my way to European glory she, she wasn't buying any of it but that that was the real start this was the real opening for championship manager for me um, it just became something special in my life at this point I guess Without without making figures up or you know plucking things from air, have you got any idea how how long you put into to this version? I mean, as I say, I I, I think I think it was I'm pretty sure it was 18 seasons I put into 93, 94. Uh, it didn't have a game clock, but it must have been you know it must have been 100 well, hours I mean, maybe that, more. This is back in the days when a season can fly by so quickly as well, and yes. and you do promotions yeah. and and you would do like you know a foreign team, and and then of course the secret came out that there was an editor. That you could get into, and you could see yeah. those so-called hidden ratings, um, yeah. and ruin it for yourself. Yeah, once you found out, <laughs> once you found that out, it became something a little bit crazy. And then you'd create the uh, the team of full twenty players, where you had a striker who was a twenty-rated goalkeeper and mm. stuff. But I played this <laughs> from what would probably be ninety-seven, I'm guessing, um, through till the release of Championship Manager Three. James CM two and ninety-seven, ninety-eight was your yeah. So that that era. was my uh, entry and. It was a full year of every lunchtime at school, so that's five <laughs> days a week for something round two hundred. Uh, no, maybe not two hundred days, but it's certainly a large number of hours. So every lunchtime for an hour um, in there, and um, I can't remember if I'm if I'm mixing this up with Sensible World of Soccer, but I seem to remember there was actually a, a limit to how many years you could play. Um, no, that in, was that was sensible. That was, that was sensible. sensible. Soccer, I'm pretty sure CM never had a limit. I don't know if it does now because of because obviously your age goes up in the modern versions. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I but I certainly remember um, playing with Newcastle until I ran out of things to do with them, and then yeah. deciding to make a, a dream team with me as as the uh, as the all rounder. I would always put myself in as a player who could play anywhere. Uh, and and yeah, max stats and just the idea being that I could create a team around me and just play anywhere as as the you know 
and yeah, just uh, at the time it was um, Shearer in Newcastle, and uh, just mm. push his uh, his stats all the way up, and and various other players. So yeah, just had a a team of perfect players, and and watch them go out and you know wipe the floor with everyone, but still occasionally draw a game and be outraged. At the well, this is that, this is one um, of the great uh, the great sort of anecdotal things yeah. about about CMFM. Um, lucky enough I don't think it's an exclusive club but I, I know Miles Jacobson a little bit from social networking and he jokes about it regularly and mm. I've seen it on forums and boards ever since you know um, well since the internet really uh, the this game is broken because you know I I, play, I played a game and we hit the woodwork 18 times and the opposition won 1-0 even though our stats were all better and it's like nope that's going to happen in every version because yeah. if if with this many variables and with this, you know, r- realistic a simulation, that's going to happen because it happens yeah. in football. Well, because it's it's chance, and ultimately you can roll a dice, you know, a hundred times and get a one every single time. That can mm. happen. No, right, it's incredibly unlikely, but it it's possible, and but that's the way it works. Yeah. And I think when you talked about form being a, a big issue and a big draw uh, to this sort of game, so that it mm. wasn't simply just a uh, a matchup of numbers and, a, and an Plus obvious numbers. conclusion. Yeah, there mm. needed to be form there. Um, yeah, and some random factors on. and conditions started to yeah, come into play. Yeah. Some CM three did was that the first one to bring in rain and and pitch and yeah, stuff like uh, that? CM three yeah, was yeah. the massive overhaul, wasn't it? They they redid the whole yes, interface, yeah, added big much. new features, and started focusing Hold that on thought. new things. Uh, yeah, Hold that thought because I just want to talk a bit a little bit about <laughs> another experience I had <laughs> before we get onto CM three, which was the nineteen ninety seven. Amiga version of Champ Manager 2, long awaited. Mm. After two years, I'd been regarding the back of uh, PC box for, you know, this was still in the days of big cardboard boxes, apart from the um, budget re-releases, which were smaller cardboard boxes. (laughs) Looking at those screenshots and just weeping with envy. box was glorious. Yeah, uh, and obviously the the disc inside it was in a it, it wasn't a jewel case but it was equivalent of I think, um, yeah. and that that case and the the little slip that was just a, a single piece of paper in there and the disc were absolutely damaged almost beyond use because it had been passed around to everyone I knew. Uh, but that that cardboard box was in a drawer. I remember it stacked there, uh, and eventually uh, Grand Theft Auto was in there as well, and those boxes <laughs> stayed pristine because yeah. uh, they were beautiful boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can still picture the uh, the art, art on the back of the screenshots. Um, yeah. So I was still uh, existing on uh, on a on a, a mediocre wage at this point, uh, living out of home with my girlfriend, um, spending a fairly enormous amount of money on console games at this point, um, PlayStation, and uh, still probably the odd Mega Drive and SNES thing. But the uh, oh, and Saturn by this point. But um, yes, so the Amiga version was my PC at the point. Um, because I couldn't afford, you know, a gaming PC at this stage was expensive. And again, je- hugely jealous of you whippersnappers because, <laughs> you know, you're talking about playing it at school. When I was at school 10 years before that, pretty much, we had one BBC Model B Micro and uh, for the entire school and you were not allowed to play games on it, not even Elite or Revs. <laughs> um, so this Amiga version came out. I was overjoyed. Uh, I had an Amiga 1200 with a hard drive, so it wasn't, you know, the 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 old a500 um it was faster and 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 things like that um but this game was unplayable uh you were talking about uh delays pauses of 30 seconds to a minute between screens yeah between screens and 
people talk about the the whole standard def high def illegible text thing now well um obviously pcs <laughs> at this point were running in much higher resolutions than the old uh, amiga and this text even through even on a 25 inch uh, cathode ray tube tv through an rgb scart lead was pretty much illegible yeah. um that was a wasted I, I still p persisted with it for a few sessions but it was just agony waiting for anything to happen um yeah, I decided at that point that I was going to need a PC at some point in the future <laughs> just to play just to play Championship Manager. So uh, I don't have too much memory of Champ Manager 3. I think I was probably deliberately trying to ignore it when it came out in, in 99. So at this point, there, you, yeah, it was dual format discs, I think, for Windows and Mac OS X. Um, if it was called OS X at that point, I have no idea. Um, CM3, as you say, Carl, uh, quite an overhaul to CM2, although, you know, sort of visually it, it, it kept a certain look, but it had a lot more going on. Yeah, it was it? a lot less clumsy with how it arranged boxes on the screen, because when you look back right. at 97, 98 now, it really was just a case of searching for what you wanted amongst a, a, a huge amalgamation of just horrible boxes. And, and in this a bit one, like the modern ones, then. Yeah, and in this <laughs> to one, some they, they sort of decided that they were going to have a very strict menu system and that the floor between screens was going to be stronger. Uh, and then you've got, they broke it down so that the squad stream, uh, screens were, were more focused on uh, attributes and, and then histories and, and, and the finances and so forth. Uh, other than that, it, it essentially played pretty much the same, but it was a huge overhaul visually that that they needed because thing, things were moving on, and, and you know, from '95, '97, '98, it looked really, really ropey by this point. Um, mm. And I remember I couldn't afford it, and I always associate it's weird. I can always associate a game with a certain moment uh, in my life. And mm. I always remember being in an English class and my friend said, oh, I managed to get Championship Manager 3. And I said, oh, you know, just a daft thing. Can you lend me it? And he brought me in the next day. And I remember being stood in the library at the start of the day holding Championship Manager 3 thinking, <laughs> I can't wait to get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that feeling. That <laughs> and I just played yeah. it for, well, I think it was probably only a couple of nights, but it just felt magnificent before I gave him it back. And yeah, that, that, that was a huge huge overhaul and then obviously there was the the xbox version of the same game yeah the 0203 one um yeah i mean we 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 0102 was a big one for me so i i my story with this era is i did, i miss cm3 uh the, the the first version now one thing i was going to ask you because you were there at the time it's notorious uh we'll we'll come on to cm4 in particular that normally these days the first sort of version at least for the first few months of a major overhaul of cm or fm is chock full of bugs and features that don't work mm. and the match engines kind of broken and you you know we, we were saying before about you know there are of course you should have games sometimes where you're all over the opposition and you lose one nil but of course the match engine can be flawed you know it can be biased in a particular direction or you know the post could be too prevalent or you know whatever keepers could be overpowered or whatever um but it was also things like i don't know about cm3 but certainly um other versions the first versions have just had you know missing hyperlinks and all that sort of thing so was that was this a solid cm3 or did it take them a couple of versions or a few months to patch it up get it right well i don't think it was a case of patching it up it was at that time it was still a case of waiting for the next release um and yeah. just sort of making do with you know the rough edges you you could see it was i think at the time it was such an improvement mm. over 97 98 these sort of you know forgave it for its yeah. 
little bugs and hiccups and, and, quirks and, and, things, and yeah. there were times when it would lock up or you would you would click the date in the bottom left and, and it would just crash to desktop and, and little things like yeah. that so you, you yeah. immediately avoided those kinds of things um mm. and and for me it, it was one of those it got stronger and stronger and obviously now games are so quick to patch and stuff that you really only wait usually weeks or months whereas in this point it was a case you had to wait until the following season and hope that it was fixed yeah yeah um not with i mean with almost every annualized game um a lot of them are sports obviously but you know you see it with shooters as well a vo- very vocal portion of the community will always um decry a new version um it's kind of part yeah. of it because they're so they were so in love and they're so familiar with the previous version that the new version can never live up to either their expectations or their comfort yeah. and familiarity with the previous version um but having said that we will talk about cm4 in a bit um yeah, I, I finally got hold of this when I bought, you know, I got a pay rise, bought a PC, um, 99 or 2000, I forget now. And yeah, 99 Now I had some problems running it. I can't remember why the PC was powerful enough. Um, but it for me, it was season 0102 that got me back in, uh, in a big way. And in fact, it, it has to be said, this was the last version that I really put any significant amount of time in. Um, but it seems that I'm not alone in that. There was a recent Eurogamer article um, about a community of people, um, fansite the dugout. Uh, they started playing, uh, they returned to CMO 102 in 2003 after CM4 came out. And they didn't like the, the 2D match engine and the game was slow and buggy. Um, so they went back to it and a lot of them are still playing it to this day. Um, and it's an article well worth reading. Um, and again, it, for me, it was hot seat mode. I'd uh, bumped into a, a guy at Brighton of Albion football. We were doing well at this point in the lower divisions. We'd, uh, we won back-to-back championships in the thir- uh, third and fourth tier, fourth and third tier, obviously, uh, under Mickey Adams and Peter Taylor. Uh, and I bumped into this guy who I discovered was Dan Gilbert, who used to write for Commodore User and Zap64 in the 80s. So we had common grounds like, shoot, uh, shoot. <laughs> forget we're a non-swearing podcast now it was like wow you're the guy whose reviews I used to read in the 80s so we hit it off we had Brighton Ove Albion and video games in common um, we started playing uh, Pro Evo together and then uh, Hot Seat Championship Manager and again just like with Andy uh, you know seven or eight years before we played I can't remember 12 to 14 seasons maybe in hot seat mode now sometimes playing cm in hot seat mode can be a little frustrating um because you are spending a lot of time while somebody's uh, especially by this point scouring shortlists and searching for players you know at this point we've mm. we've maxed out the database and all this kind of thing but there is a lot to be said for sharing this experience with somebody else and i think that's why i've not gelled with a version since we've tried i've tried playing it network i've tried uh, fm live I've tried other ways of socialising this game, but it's not the same. It's worth those long hours of watching somebody fiddling about um, to to have that direct competition with their success. So I took, uh, this time I took Shrewsbury, who were one of the only other teams I'd seen at home, not playing Brighton Ove Albion in my youth, when staying with my dad. And he took uh, Cambridge United which was near where he went to university. And again, same thing, you know, took these clubs to enormous uh, glory, as you do, as was the way. Mm. It was much easier then, because the game was not <laughs> as difficult as it is now, yeah. not as realistic. But 
magic absolutely magic times complete again just that obsession talking about it when we weren't playing it going to the pub and then talking about it and then leaving the pub to go and play it some more and <laughs> playing it while the football was on the radio yeah. and turning off actual matches of Champions League off the telly or having them on in the background while playing it just hour and hour and hour after hour of the f it was the final patched version because you were getting patches by this point yeah. um, you I mean the internet was a thing you, I think we probably downloaded them dial up or installed them via a, a, a PC gamer cover disc yeah it like was the likes of PC format would often give you the, the updates on their any memories of this era? Yeah, very much. Um, so by 99-2000, I was heading off to university without a computer, so that immediately stunted my ability Imagine to play. Imagine kids doing that these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, nowadays, of course, you could play the uh, the uh, mobile version uh, yes. on phone or tablet, etc. Mm. But, um, but back then, so I was, I was very limited to when I came home from uh, university. Um, playing it then, but I'd got to the point prior to that with Championship Manager 2 and its uh, various follow-ups that actually playing and watching football fed into it. I would often, Newcastle, believe it or not, were actually in Europe at that point. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'd often be downstairs with my dad listening to the radio or watching TV um, and, and finish listening to, watching the match and, and immediately go upstairs and fire up my game and see if I could uh, I, I could do better or, you know, uh, push a little further and and live out the fantasy that that uh, my real Newcastle life winning club. their first trophy since the Fairs Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that kind of thing, and and then obviously uh, not being able to play so much of Champ Manager Three when that came around um, limited my uh, my enjoyment of it uh, to a certain extent, but. It also fed from the fact that I think I'm right in saying, you guys will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, alongside weather, uh, training became a very big thing in Champ Manager 3. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't want to sound like I'm one of these people who says, oh, I'm, I'm losing and I don't like it, I don't want to play this game anymore. But there was, there was a difference. It, it, Championship Manager 2 always felt complex and you always felt like, you know, you took the, the bad with the good. I'm just going to start trotting out cliches at this point. Um, but, you know, it, it you always felt like you had a big impact on what was going on. Mm. Um, and and the, the training system was something I, for whatever reason, probably just because I didn't have the chance to play, you know, 20 hours uh, a week of it to, to get to know the systems I couldn't get my head round what I had to do to get my players uh, trained uh, properly so I'd frequently mm. be going into matches with players who were 60% fit and I wasn't sure if that was the idea or whether the training should have been different or mm. whether I had to change the training setup every single day you know it's it's actually a really big thing to get try and get your head around and if you're not playing a lot of the game um, it suddenly seemed like this game that was about buying the right players and switching them around to get them in the right position and, mm. and spotting dips in form etc there was this extra layer over the top of it that meant that all of my players just suddenly had the, the legs taken out from under them I um, absolutely know the feeling you mean yeah. and and I think this is you know this is becoming increasingly relevant and it seems like everyone has their kind of threshold for the amount of detail they want and I think yeah. finally now obviously we're not near 2013-14 yet no, in this no. conversation but uh, it does seem like from what I've read about 2014 and um, and the changes they made they added the classic mode last season mm. SI have realised that although 
they they couldn't do anything but make a more and more involved and representational and realistic in inverted commas simulation of the world of football that that is the direction they had to go in and it is absolutely what i would have wanted as a player of of cmo 102 which for me was still my favorite version it might not be objectively the best but mm. it was the one i it was the last version that i fell in love with and i fell in love with the hardest since 93-94 but there is a rhythm and a and a feedback loop to a game to any game whether it be a game like this or or you know or a platformer or a shooter or whatever and for a lot of people i think from this point on was when they started to although you know the game is more popular than ever that it was a big ask it was a big investment and i certainly still find now i've played 2013 in the last few weeks uh 17 hours i think i've played now not not a huge amount in fm terms <laughs> but it's a real I now find, and I've found this for the last, how many years it is, 10 years pretty much, each version has a has a huge barrier to entry. And, and each new, they now seem to be kind of acknowledging that and making, making things easier. But then you've got this whole juggle between, nowadays you can automate or, or have your staff yeah. deal with a lot more stuff, which is cool, but then you feel like maybe you're robbing yourself of part of the experience. But the variables are so many now. Yeah. The variables are almost incalculable in, in mm. quantifi unquantifiable and you want this realistic football simulation but as as real managers know it's a really difficult job these days <laughs> there's a lot to take in and yeah. you know this is just a this is just a simulation of it but sometimes for me over the last 10 years I've found it's too time consuming and too much like hard work after a day of work you know mm. and that's that's a shame because I really want to feel as you know addicted to it as i did yeah. and as passionate and as involved and invested in that world but for me the the level of simulation i think has over as much as i i'm i, I love football and i'm completely you know i can be obsessed about my my team in real life mm. um it's a lot of effort for a game i find now carl um obviously we've still got a lot of versions to talk about we can't talk about every single facet of every one but you've obviously not found your your level of um this is a bit you know, this is a bit too much like work yet yeah I, I mean i'm quite fortunate but I, I have seen it firsthand with with other friends that become alienated with the series like mm. you said they don't have the time or the, it's become too unfriendly or quite simply it's it's hard work and and it, mm. it in a strange way it actually is but at the same time i've also got a close friend who i've also gone through the games with and we'll both pick up the game and we'll be texting each other back and forth or check such and such player out or send a scout out and i think That's having that someone social thing yeah, yeah having and someone that, so yeah. close by sort of moves you through the game and and i've adapted with the training mm. the training was an odd one at first because mm. like like james i didn't know what to do and if, if we'd had a bad performance i'd go all Paulo Di Canio and they'd be running double days <laughs> and you know and then then they were exhausted and they'd lose like three yeah. in a row and then I'd get sacked yeah. so that was quite realistic um, yeah <laughs> uh, and and these things have got more and more and more complex. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I like the look of having played 17 hours of 2013 is that they've improved the training interface and, and um, just made it a lot clearer and simpler in this new version. Yeah, they've, they've improved a lot. And, you know, each area of the game has been focused on more and more with each release. So with one release, it'll be the training. And the next one, it'll be the scouting network. And, and, and so Press, far, media the, the, the media was a huge one in, I think, 2009. Yeah. And then 2010, yeah. they really pushed the media into it. And, and you know, this year or the year before, they, they brought the classic mode in, which which is really 
you know trying to bring it back to its, its, its roots essentially and before i think two yeah. versions before that they brought the assistant in which will guide you yeah. through the navigation because people were getting lost and they didn't know what to do and then they're trying to get they're trying to get home it's screens really is. yeah that are trying to give as much information as possible because people were getting lost and they didn't know where stuff had been moved so it, yeah. it's one of those things where they've never really been able to win um, you mentioned when they did the match engine after CM3 and they went on and people hated the idea of a 2D match engine because mm. it lost the whole core emphasis on the on the text and there was something great about the text when you'd see it quickly flash up and you could you could only sort of make certain words if you're playing it on full speed so you'd, you'd <laughs> yeah, hit, that's right, it yeah. would work would pop up or, you knew it all you know, off by yeah, heart and, and you'd yeah. start of making mm-hmm. it up and then the 2D came in and a lot of people didn't like that and then when they announced they were going to a 3D engine there was a huge Ferrari mm. and, and and I'm still not convinced I still think my imagination was better than the current match engine it, it worked it, it's strange at first there was one 2D engine that I quite liked because they've given different looks and different cameras and, and they're trying to get it really good and now the 3D match engine is at a point where once it's running well it you know from across the room it actually looks really good um but for the longest time it was the same thing my imagination was stronger and mm. then i was sure when they went to a 2d engine i was like if this wasn't if this was just commentary i would score i would have definitely scored that wouldn't happen like, yeah, I, I need yeah, to start getting totally. paranoid yeah. and yeah. Yeah. um yeah you don't trust it and and i think even you know, i've been playing this latest version with everything uh, the last version before the new one with everything set to high on my pc that can run the game with you know a lot of a huge database turned on in a lot of countries yeah. without without struggling um but it's stuff like you know after playing the recent pezes and fifas watching those kind of stick men with the ball not really <laughs> yeah <laughs> reacting in a proper way to yeah. the physics and stuff it's a little bit it's it feels a little bit retro you know it, it, whereas the commentary very much i've i've yeah. watched i've been to you know like 500 live football matches in my life i've seen i've watched thousands on the tv it can't look better than that <laughs> It never felt to me in in Chat Manager Two, Chat Manager Three, like that commentary was um, all they could manage technically. It didn't feel like that was a limitation to me. I know it, it, it probably was, but it didn't feel that way to me. It felt like no, this is the way this information's supposed to be delivered to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't played um, Football Manager or Championship Manager a lot since. Uh, champ manager sort of three uh, just before champ manager four came out um but uh playing 2014 recently uh seeing that 3d match engine i couldn't help but feel that this is fifa or pez from i i, I almost want to say 10 years ago i don't know if that's being unfair on it it as you say it's not you know uh, these days uh fifa and pez are all about animations oh, and pez pez from 10 years ago on the ps2 looked uh, apart from you know, in terms of resolution and, yeah, and yeah, lighting yeah, and stuff, sure. but in terms of the players and the animation, the ball physics was way yeah. better than what's in FM now. Yeah. Way better. I, I thought I was being too harsh when I saw it. No, 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 it's, no, it's high yeah. resolution, but it reminded me of playing like FIFA Road to World Cup '98, something yeah, like yeah. that. It, it, yeah. It's it's quite awkward in terms of seeing the players move around the pitch. In terms yeah. of because it, it's all about animations and making you can turn it off natural yeah. nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, not distract so but to the point where I didn't really feel like it was adding mm. anything mm. to my experience but that's very much from the point of view of someone well, who has rose tinted spectacles for the old the old ways yeah. as it were the way that I play it personally is mm-hmm. I use a 2D engine yeah and the reason I use a 2D engine uh, for the body of the game and I'll use uh, 3D for the replays 
Yes. Uh, and the reason I use 2D is because I can see where players are moving in the action. I can see where yeah. the holes are. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah. obviously, in the text commentary, that wasn't an option. You were, like you said, you were essentially yeah. imagining it. And in the 3D mm-hmm. engine, mm-hmm. you can't see it. In the 2D yep. engine, you can actually see where the weaknesses are in your team. And I think the 2D engine actually added a huge amount to football manager as an experience in playing it in a, you know, quote unquote, serious manner. Um, and the 3D is purely just flair for people that yeah. wanted to see the goals scored. Back to uh, the, that 2002-3 version of the Xbox. I had the PC. Uh, this was the point I was playing the PC version 0102 still, the, the last update of that to death. But I always had this little fancy for picking up 0203 on the Xbox. But I was worried about uh, the lack of mouse control. But Carl, I, I bet you played this one. <laughs> I did play it. I owned it and I went. I actually purchased it from a supermarket. And for some reason, I remember really strongly where... The, super, the, the actual scene in the supermarket is my friend bought another copy and it was all advertised on the back around Wayne Rooney because this was the making of Wayne Rooney that season when he scored the goal against Arsenal for Everton um, mm. and they thought they could ship the Xbox version by simply sticking his stats page all over the back and it worked the problem was the navigation of the interface wasn't clever mm. it was a case yeah. that you had a football and you use the stick to move it like a mouse cursor so it wouldn't snap or you couldn't use a button to navigate pages and even yeah, even when yeah, it was very time consuming mm. doing it the actual browsing page to page was criminally slow and yeah. obviously the reason they did it for Xbox is because it had a hard drive and it could finally run a yeah. database but yeah, yeah. it was so unoptimised for that system um, yeah. which is obviously the reason they only did one of them um, it was nice to have it uh, on a home console because at, th- at that time I was playing yeah. I think there was five games I was I was playing one would be uh, Counter-Strike uh, then I'd have Halo Pro Evo and Championship Manager on the PC and then this on the console and that was it so you know to be able to play two lots of Championship Manager was the absolute best for me at that period of time but <laughs> sadly it was uh, massively disappointing oh, oh well <laughs> So then 2003 happened, and uh, although this was before the split, CM4 was the next uh, revolution in the system, and as as previously discussed by the article, we can't possibly go into all the things that were wrong with CM4, but (laughs) I remember I'd recently got um, a new PC, I think, uh, and... It was, you know, one of the things because I knew that although my old PC was running 0102 beautifully, I knew CM4 was going to be a problem. And uh, but it turned out it was a problem on pretty much anything. Um, And, you know, they patched it and they patched it and they patched it. Uh, But it was never right. And um, yeah, I I, and it and it just looked awful. I think that was the first version that they brought in skinning, possibly. Yeah, so you could started with the rounded button sidebar navigation and and they were pushing it when originally it was only you could change the colours, so it would be like red or dark brown or green and then people started getting really clever with the backgrounds and and sort of opening it up. Um but this this was the time that you could play it and it felt for the first time it felt really awkward. It felt like this wasn't Mm. a game made by a company that were overly happy in what they were doing. It felt in the worst possible way, rushed, and it shouldn't have. And then, obviously, you realise that it, they weren't actually a happy company because it was the, I believe, yeah. it was the penultimate release. Championship uh, 4? Yes, yeah. yes. O three o four happened. Um, so CM four, uh, yeah. I, it was uh, aesthetically, I didn't like it. No matter what I did with it, no matter how I tweaked it, <laughs> skinned it, I never liked it. It was stodgy. It was it was buggy. I was never convinced by the match engine myself. Mm. I I. 
I didn't have a problem in theory with a with an animated 2D match engine with counters, as we were just talking. But actually, what was happening on the pitch didn't convince me that they'd that they got it right. It didn't feel like a real. It was it wasn't playing out like a real game of football. Players players were making ridiculous decisions. This is the one where I said I was sure that when I watched it in 2D, it wasn't the same game. Um, yeah, and I actually played this one with commentary mode rather than the 2D engine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that that's there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And because when you had the ma- match engine on, players as that you know discs with tiny little feet as they were, um, to show you <laughs> which direction they were facing, <laughs> they would just sometimes randomly stop, or occasionally they would hoof the ball forty yards across the pitch and into their own top corner, and things <laughs> like this. Uh, 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 or they would just stop marking a man. Uh, and when you combined all these factors it for me it was it was a genuine disaster that version mm. um and yeah apparently for some of the community as well and 0304 i think they they made some improvements but i think carl is probably onto something with the fact that the idos sports interactive split was on the already on the cards and a lot of these people were already kind of planning on the next version uh, James, did you did you kind of left the series at this point? Yeah, um, Championship Manager Three was one that I got and, and I enjoyed, but um, but yeah, for various reasons, I think um, in addition to the the increasing complexity, uh, Championship Manager Four I was aware of, but I, this is the first I'm hearing of how bad it was because I, I was aware it existed, but I wasn't really paying much attention to reception because it just wasn't on my radar to play uh, there may be a small uh, cartel of people out there I don't know if that's the right word um, a little a fan site who swear that CM4 is the greatest version that they've modded the heck out of it and it it's now the best football <laughs> manager game champ manager game of all but I reckon there are a very small number of people so uh, yes then there was this famous split so I don't know exactly what started it I don't know what whose decision it was who put put the wheels in motion but uh, sports interactive of course retained the code the, the core code and the database was crucial um yeah they fought IDOS. for that as well i believe they actually took idos to court over the rights for the database management right um, and, and yeah. i know it was a really really bad split and idos at the time were making some really odd decisions as a publisher um, not not just with Sports Interactive, but with with other companies. And I know it was there weren't a whole lot of companies that were entirely happy to be working with IDOS. This is of course uh, around Tomb Raider, Angel of Darkness time. As yes. Well. Uh, <laughs> so IDOS, of course, had absorbed. We, I don't think we mentioned Domark back in the back in the back at the start, but Domark were the original publisher. Um, Dominic and Mark Strachan uh, set up that company in the early eighties. Uh, a fairly famous eight-bit publisher. Um, there is a rumor. There is a rumor that EA turned down Championship Manager, turned down the Collier Brothers. Um, of course, EA didn't have a football game in 1992. Um, it was another year before they released their first FIFA, so it probably didn't seem a natural fit to them. And they probably had, quite understandably, they had no inkling in the same way that quite a few publishers turned down Tetris that this funny little quirky niche game would turn into this global phenomenon. Um, forgivable, I'd say. Understandable. Yeah, you'd um, say it's one that, you know, is a reasonable thing. It was massively niche back in 1990, yeah. uh, 1980, late 80s, wasn't it? So, yeah. It was this I'll slow. F- I'll forgive basic, EA yeah. for that one. Yeah. Um, so IDOS kept, of course, the champ manager brand and the basic look of the interface, one of those weird things in court that you'd have to sort of argue about. Um, they set up uh, beautiful game studios. I don't know um, who the staff were involved. So um, that 
I think that studio is probably still is that still running under the same name making games for Square Enix Champ Manager uh, now known as Champ Man which was of course a colloquial term that we often used yeah. back in the 90s for the series yeah, yeah. it's a free to play iOS app and it's actually quite well regarded um, four and a half stars out of five which is the same as the Football Manager 13 handheld game uh, albeit um, that's based on hundreds of reviews rather than thousands but even so um, there it is Champ Man 14 Play it now on your iOS device for free if you want. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Because you, you sort of assume that with you know the FIFA versus Pez type situation, it's almost brand is everything. People are going to stick with the brand they know almost yeah. almost to a fault. They did for a while. Yeah, they did for a while. But this, I, I heard about it at the time, and it it was very much very similar when uh, when Rock Band and Guitar Hero happened uh, some probably five years later than that, mm. maybe not quite that many, a few years later, but it mm-hmm. seemed very similar to that, it seemed very reminiscent when that happened yeah. uh, later very to, much to so. this. Um, and to me, despite the fact I wasn't really playing the game, I felt this kind of loyalty to Sports Interactive. Uh, and, and I think that is the very telling thing. I think a lot even of people then, did. And, and yeah, a lot of people took re- this split incredibly personal. Mm. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why, but I know my I myself actually did, and I knew that I was only interested in Sports Interactive's game. They're the one that made it. Oh yeah. And I was quite mm. fortunate because I went round a lot of game shops because at the time we had a lot of game shops round here. And <laughs> whenever anyone would inquire, all the staff would always say, "Go with the game." And it didn't have a title at the time. It was, "Don't go with the next Championship Manager. Go with the Sports Interactive title." That's right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. all the stores around here were very adamant. And the thing is, IDOS were very quick at getting the big cardboard stands to go in the windows for Championship Manager. Mm. And the staff would be like, don't buy that one. It's yeah. not by them. And then, of course, it got massively got, delayed and actually got gave a feel. Football Manager a run. Yeah, and uh, and I think you know for for sort of less uh, sort of cognizant gamers, um, I you know I remember telling a lot of my friends and work colleagues about you know saying watch out the next champ manager is not champ manager the next champ manager is a new game by a new studio who mm. I think you have to fit, have a certain amount of sympathy for because building a game like this from scratch yeah. ten yeah. years into its life was insane. Um, and I was saying, you know, watch out. And this is one of the few occasions where I've ever uh, successfully predicted or, or thought that something that actually came to pass in the games industry was a good idea. I remember saying distinctly to people, what would be awesome would be if they got hold, they were able to use the name Football Manager. Because, of course, by this point, uh, I can't actually, what year did the was the league rebranded? Um, it was actually a little after this, I think, wasn't it? It was maybe 2003 four maybe it was around but of course the championship manager name kind of became ridiculous anyway yeah. when the championship became the second tier so as much as i love the second tier and it and it still holds the football league trophy that the one that liverpool won 18 times if brighton ever win the championship i'll be ecstatic and over the moon mm. and all those football clichés it would be about the best thing that you know Brighton and Hove Albion could probably win in my lifetime but you don't want to market a game based on being the winner of the second tier so yeah unless there's, they, there's a word association a simple word association yeah. there yeah. so Premier League manager at this point there I mean uh, EA had its to- uh, total manager series yeah they had yes. total manager and now EA FIFA manager or something they've got their own FIFA yeah, branded yeah. one which on, that's a German roll out one, every yeah. year and I've never yeah. seen anyone buy 
I've I've I had one version of it. It was quite stodgy. It reminded me a lot of the old um, Amiga sort of German-made games because mm. I think it it was probably it, you can probably trace it back. But yes, so unless they'd gone for the Premier League license, which of course was tied up elsewhere, why not just call it Football Manager? There hadn't been a Football Manager since like Football Manager three in the very early nineties. So mm. I said. But they've got to go for football manager, and of course they did. And it's absolutely—it's the right name. It's the only name it's, for this yeah, game. It's ideal. It's textbook, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only name left, <laughs> and it's—it's uh, <laughs> it's, not—it's not convoluted. It is—it's exactly what it says on the box. So yeah, um, since then there's been sort of there's not been a lot of drama, and obviously we absolutely can't and don't want to go into every single tweak and upgrade there's been. We've, we've mentioned some of them. Um, Carl, you're more aware of them than me because I've, I think I've owned virtually every version since 2004. <laughs> this series has been going 10 years in this form now. Amazing. It's frightening mm. when you think back. And I, I still remember picking up Football Manager. It was a long day at university. I went and picked up one at lunchtime and it was really annoying because I had to go. Well, I didn't have to go, but I said to my friend I'd go and watch uh, a middles replay at the Riverside. So I ended up having to wait into the in the university campus until after seven o'clock, and I didn't get home till ten o'clock at night. <laughs> and I'd been waiting all day to play a football manager, um, but it was just utterly. It was way beyond my expectations, right. um, which which was surprising given that I was a fan of all the ones before it, even Championship mm. Manager Four. Um, th- this mm. was just, you know, you think for the first time out the park, new brand. You realise that the database was the same, and that was what really counted <coughs> because the yeah. championship manager title went, uh, and they, they got a huge delay rewriting the databases from scratch, and then they actually sold it cheap on the website for five pound, and it was an incredibly unpleasant experience to play. And this was just just so crisp. The navigation was beautiful. The screens were you know, so clear. Uh, the engine worked. Um, whereas you know it didn't in CM4, this one I felt like I could use the 2D engine. It was just my ideal game at that time. I couldn't believe it. They absolutely blew me away. So the the CM series did continue on PC for a it while did. before it it took its. Uh, but uh, but I think the sales dwindled away, and obviously the reviews were much much better for for the Football Manager games. And and slowly, even those who hadn't been aware of the difference became aware that the Football Manager was the real Championship Manager. Um, there were three Xbox 360 ports, 2006, 7, and 8, is that right? Yeah, think, and yeah. the thing is, whilst there were ports, the, you couldn't compare them anything like what the 2002 mm. Xbox version of the game was. They were mm. structured around the Xbox controller. Of course, this was back mm. when you needed, I, I believe it was actually the first game released that required the premium edition of the console because it couldn't be run Big on the memory drive. card. Um, mm-hmm. and it needed the massive 20 gig hard drive but the navigation was built around um, your triggers and your bumpers so you you would yeah. press a bumper to progress time or you would press your left bumper to go into your squad menu and whilst they actually messed around in each version making control diff- slightly different which is a, a massive pet hurt of mine anyway um, it was actually really good it was so how, in depth how much sorry Carl go ahead. I was just going to say it was really in depth like when you went and played the Xbox version, there was a lot missing. It was clearly yeah. based around the English league, but if you were going in the foreign leagues, it felt a little bit hollow. In this, this felt like it was the full PC version that had been condensed into a better-to-navigate 
console game. And of course, this was at the time when people were still hoping that we'd see mouse and keyboard support on these consoles. And that was my thing. And yeah. the, the, I did buy at least one of these, and um, and it felt like yeah, it felt like a slightly. Uh, it felt like if you were running the PC version without the biggest database on and without all the countries on and, yeah. and stuff, and it looked a little bit fuzzier, but. But basically, it functioned. But it was the lack of mouse. And I keyboard think once you got yeah. used to the controls, you could actually go really quickly through it. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. a really unorthodox control scheme, and that was the problem. And two thousand six and two thousand seven were quite similar. Um, yeah. I think seven had more leagues, um, and in terms of the achievements, they actually changed them around massively, which was a, a really good use of achievements in a game like this. And, mm-hmm. and seven actually promoted. Uh, actually promoted getting promoted but in foreign leagues like the German leagues the French leagues the Spanish leagues which was interesting but 2008 was a massive overhaul and I thought it was a series that was going to continue for quite some time after that because they killed it and, and that was the last one and it was really good yeah that was the ha- sales, that was the heartbreaking it? thing 2008 on the Xbox 360 was a really really great version of that game yeah it's but, kind of uh, it is kind of a shame because um, you yeah. know there's nothing else. I mean, I mean other game, another um, other management games are popping into my head. I played LMA Manager for a few years on consoles, Codemasters game. Now that had a lot of problems, but it also was entirely based around. It started on the PS1, uh, came to PS2 and Xbox. It was based around being on a console, and and there was a fun, you know, some amount of fun to it. The match engine was pretty rubbish, and and various things like that. Yeah. But by this point, there was very little competition. I think they there had was Jam one Manager 2006. Oh yeah, and one version of LMA Manager came yes. out on 360. I played them, but played both. Yeah, but there wasn't much, and and also, you know, we're talking about the piracy of the PC version. Now, of course, there is also piracy on 360, but not to the same degree. And if mm. you would have thought that they would have been making money out of this relatively quick and easy uh, port, but uh, I guess not. I was just going to say, I think that there is a barrier here that goes beyond control mechanism to the sorts of games we do expect to be on PC and on console. Um, And, you know, you think of... You think of Halo Wars, uh, ostensibly a a decent RTS on a console, but just didn't shift numbers. uh, Yeah, versions of Command & Conquer 3, things like that. Yeah, and even when you look at something like Civ Rev, ultimately the place that really found its home was on um, touch devices. Perhaps so, yeah. yeah. And, and I wonder if that's where they ended up focusing with Football Manager was making the console versions it is is good and you can get a control mechanism that works, but ultimately what you really want is people to say, okay, it's a cut down version on my phone, but I know how to control it and, and I, it just feels like somewhere that it should be uh, because of its PC legacy, perhaps. I think the thing that really surprised me about its, you know, failure on Xbox 360 was that at the same time it was actually doing really quite well on PSP. Um, yeah. And yeah. I had a lot of friends yeah. that swore that that was the best version. I well, didn't, well, we didn't agree, with... but they they absolutely yeah, adored yeah. it. It's a, it's a game that I recommend both the PSP, um, which went on until very recently, way after the PSP was no longer a thing I, I don't know what the last year version was but I'm going to say 2011 yeah I, th- I believe it was 2011 because I remember so, I went to go and work away at the time that they created the iOS version yeah. um, and, and I was playing the equivalent on iOS at the time yeah 
and of course there's been an overlap i mean one one thing i was going to say about the, the perhaps the failure of the 360 version and, and what james is saying about the games you expect of course part of it is that by this point everyone's got a pc that can well not everyone but you know the vast majority of people that yeah. even if they have a 360 have probably got a pc that can run football manager um football managers kind of become less demanding in terms of the kind of pc it needs relative to the higher spec pcs yeah. Yeah. um you can you know you can have a really good game of FM with a decent sized database and, and a large number of countries running simultaneously on a not hugely powerful machine. Um, the PSP and iOS versions overlapped. Obviously, the iOS is the main thing now. They cost a fiver. Um, and, like, yeah, I, even though what I say, I, I stand by what I say about the game perhaps has become a little bit too much for me, the main game, I also find the PSP and iOS versions a little bit too little. But, I do recommend them to people who say to me, football manager's kind of a bit much, you know, it's too much like mm. hard work, it's too complicated. Um, now it seems like, again, referring to that, they've they've brought in classic mode and a lot of help features and assistance. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that'll bring those people back. But actually for people who just want to dabble with a football management game, those FM handheld games are really good. They are really good. And in a strange way, the game that they actually remind me most in the, the Championship Manager Legacy is Championship Manager 4, which is the one I probably like the least oh, really? um, in terms of like you say it, it's clearly not as complex as the later versions but it's clearly a lot more complex than the earlier versions and it seems to fall around the mid-ground of, of cm4 in terms of there's just enough there if you want it easy and there's just enough there if you want a little bit of a challenge and of course it's yeah. on the go and it, at one point it allowed me to play Championship allowed me to play Football Manager on a PC whilst watching football on a Saturday, and in the loading screen to play Football Manager on my iOS device. Yeah, and I've again, it's another game I owned at least one or two of the PSP versions and at least one or two of the iOS versions, and have not played them for nearly enough time. And that again, you know, I really don't want to be one of those people who makes out like, oh, I've got no time, because that's not true. I don't have children. Um, you know, obviously I do work and I do have a podcast, which is quite demanding in, in terms of time, but. Um, it's as much as anything it's just about having wanting to play a broad spectrum of games all the time um, and yeah. also you know I want to play FIFA a lot of the time <laughs> as well yeah. if I'm if I'm getting my football fix so it's just about fitting everything in and um, yeah I could probably re-download one of those previous iOS ones but I'm looking at the, the, the screen grabs on the current one uh, you know it's now got the match engine on the iOS version and I imagine on iPad or iPad mini that would just be fantastic you know it's a game that's it's a game that it is like a great version of something that blew me away a few years ago that you can now play you know on your lap on the train in bed stuff like that mm. and that there's something pretty cool about that especially for the tiny prices that yeah. they ask for it well and i think there's two things about that first of all i would say is uh, i think the the gr the great thing about that is you can have it on your ipad and it doesn't matter if you've got an internet connection because it is still quite a self-contained experience you know mm. you don't need to be uh, sending any information or, or receiving any but um, the other thing was I um, I actually tried it I got an iPhone and and uh, was aware that football manager iOS was a was a, a, a pretty significant thing so around 2010 2011 sometime around there um, I, I picked up the iOS version and uh, I was actually put off not by the the features or anything like that I was mm. put off by the interface because I felt like it should it looked really intuitive mm. but I found it it may have been because it was an iPhone screen therefore small I wasn't sure what I was with a um with the main game it's kind of like a web page in that you know where the links are 
beneath text, etc. It highlights all pretty well. You just scroll the mouse over, you understand what you can click on and where you're going to go to if you click. I did. I wasn't confident that when I put my finger onto a piece of text, there was going to be a link there or a button there, and if I pressed it, where it would go and how I should get back and how I should navigate. It just it it wasn't greatly intuitive to the point where I thought. I'm sure it's me being stupid and read a manual, etc. I seem to remember that the manual was actually a separate app on the on the iOS version. Yeah, yeah, um, you get that. <laughs> and uh, and I was sure that it would be entirely intuitive and very well designed if I put the time in to play it. But ultimately, a bit like the main series, it's, it, it's partly very complex and how big it's got and it's partly just there's a if there's a barrier there then I start looking at the time I'm going to have to put in and it just yeah well, like the you, interface I, I'll find is the reason else. that I didn't play that game mm. um, yeah. and it, it's strange when you go and play the more recent football managers because they're quite intimidating to look at when you get to your, your, yeah. your welcome screen and you've got maybe six sub windows and a full navigation menu down the side and another one across the top yeah. But that mm. feels really intuitive to me. And I couldn't figure yeah. out how to use the one on the handheld. And I remember asking a friend and he said, it's really easy. And I said, how are you finding this so easy? I've played <laughs> pretty much Championship Manager and Football Manager from the, from the start religiously. He said, yeah. oh, he said it's similar to the PSP version that I played all the time. Um, yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, as I say, I, I definitely I put some hours into one of the early uh, or one or two of the early PSP ones, and uh, slightly less time into the iOS ones. But I imagine I, I, I'd be keen. I know it's only five pounds. If it wasn't for the the time factor, I'd be keen to try the latest uh, handheld edition mm. um, because I imagine you know they've they've gone with feedback for on a lot of this stuff, the interface stuff. Yeah. It looks really nice. You know, it's you've now got player faces and 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 this mm. you know match match engine. Um, and stuff like that and you know this is uh, it's as i say it's got four and a half stars on on, yeah. on the app store from several thousand ratings which so is no small achievement uh, no it's got to have something yeah. going for yeah. yeah very briefly football mm. manager live was their dabble with uh, a massively multiplayer online game which sounded hugely appealing to me so much so that i bought the disc version in early 2009 subscribed for a few months um but it was really weird <laughs> i can't quite <laughs> describe what was right and wrong with it but it was it didn't feel really like football manager i think it mm. was by a sort of sub team and it had to because of the way it worked in this mmo way um it didn't it just didn't work like a real game of football it, it the idea of matching your your strategy and wits and having a real transfer market with millions of other players was appealing um but it it never, it never clicked with me. It never took off, um, and I, they closed it down. Not that mm. long. Yeah, ago. oddly, I think is it Top Manager or something like that that's going on iOS at the moment. That's quite popular. That's getting advertised mm-hmm. on Facebook. Actually, takes after something similar to what Football Manager Live tried to do. But it's something that never appealed to me because I always, if I was going to play multiplayer, I was going to play it with my friends because I'd get more from one up in my friends than I ever would a yeah, random yeah, stranger. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it comes back. Yeah, it comes back to that thing I was saying. Like, I, I got more out of playing it w- with one other friend in hot seat mode than I did playing it online yeah. with with millions. The the concept was better than the reality. But then I also put down. You know, I I didn't gel with that version. But then I haven't really gelled with a version for many years before or since. Mm. So it was a thing. Uh, of course, Football Manager is also. Um, we were talking about sort of uh, the 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 fans of that that particular version the early early uh, 2000s version 
um, from the dugout.net but there's there's various other sort of um, cultures that go around football manager uh, football manager and previously champ manager including uh, there's the whole stories um, football manager stories thing which is basically where people turn their their game universe their football manager champ manager game universe into sports fiction for the entertainment of other people and this has been a big thing for a long time now have either of you ever kind of got involved, written any, or read any? <laughs> it's nothing that I'd ever get involved with because I'd probably probably get a little too addicted to it, to be honest. I, you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it seems like the nerdiest thing in the world, and I'd probably be laughing at it right until the moment that I actually took part and thought, you know what, let's mm. let's get a little carried away. But it, it's no, I'll I'll leave football stories to Roy the Rovers and just play my own. You can see where game. it comes from goal of the movie you can see where it comes from though because the amount of times you know especially back in the 90s when i was playing that version with my friend andy and my girlfriend at the time not into football far more into geek culture um i got to come to the goldson a few times watch the albion she could you know she could enjoy it for a couple of hours maybe but that thing of getting really excited and passionately relating this cut run you've been on or this transfer you've managed to secure and just the blank faces and as I say (laughs) it's not even just non-football loving partners or whatever sometimes it's gamers and sometimes it's people as I say who like football but just cannot they they just haven't got that same Mm. feeling of the connection between you and this fictional world that as you know as far as they're concerned they, they might walk in the room and just see a screen of text and this is, you know, this is where these sort of uh, descriptions of spreadsheets and stuff come from. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like you had to be there. Isn't it's, it? it's really it's like a joke. marmite, isn't it? Is you either get football manager or you don't. And I don't know anybody who sort of thinks, yeah, I sort of get it. But because if you sort of get it, you already really understand why. Yeah, I always thought, felt that um, football management games were much in some ways much closer to football uh, as it actually is than um, than anything like FIFA or PES mm. uh, in terms of, you know, there is no one pulling the strings for 11 players like you do playing FIFA where you're literally controlling, well, not literally don't controlling have to, all, of but, course, these but days. You're, you're, you're certainly, um, the idea is to, to be this sort of external um, puppet master almost around... A, a number of players or a player um, whereas with football manager certainly I always get the feeling that it's much closer to how a manager must feel which is you do everything in your power to try and set set your team up and, and understand everything about what's going on in the league or, or you know in in a particular match or series of matches and, and then, then ultimately it's, it's of, out of your hands yeah right? then you press yeah. go and, and and it's th- there's a distance there because you know you can't immediately influence anything, but um, but equally well as you guys say, it means that you know you score a goal and and just like you do when you're watching your team play, you you feel that you know that sense that you know as all football fans do that shared experience that joy, uh, but the, the but there is still the distance there that that one imagines a football manager must feel like well to a I think extent. it's you know if I've mentioned it and, and Leon's mentioned it about going on the the, the cup runs as the, as the lower teams mm, and yeah. there's a feeling of elation from football manager that something like FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer just doesn't capture it's you win a game yeah. in a cup run you're like yeah I got it next game 
and in Football Manager, you oh, yeah, what? And then you're breaking down your stats. Why did I beat them? What are the areas that I'm going to beat this next <laughs> team in? How am I going to, you know? And then you can do, you can set your individual player options to close down, put them on their uh, weak foot, um, you know, show them inside, show them outside, rough them up, you know. And it's it's these little things that, when it comes off, there's that real sense of pride that you get in, in a Football Manager game yeah. that that you just don't really get. In, in the in the uh, hall from playing something like FIFA, you get it more if you play it with friends. I think because you feel like you're part of something. But yeah, but um, you you playing football manager, you sort of realise why these managers in real life must have heart attacks and and go crazy on the sidelines and get sent into the stands and stuff because you're so distanced from it that you you know it's that setting your team out uh, with a plan and hoping that mm. you've outsmarted your opponent and yeah. and because you're live in the action in a in a sort of a live playing game like like FIFA or Pro Evo or something like that that you just don't get that connection it's a di- it's a whole different kind of feeling it is different i mean i i i personally this is just me um i i don't get more of a buzz from fm or cm than i do from pez or fifa at its best at all i i absolutely um have had equally magical moments playing football action games but mm. but I but it is a different feeling and um yeah. and just as valid for sure. Um of course uh, I think it was back yeah back in the PS2 era there was uh, they the Pez and CM did have a connection because they were sharing player attributes. Um and I still to this day you know I'm as I say talking about that FIFA uh, sorry football manager 2013 match engine and finding it a little uh rudimentary and basic I still have the dream that I reckon most video game football players have which is the marriage of a match engine that is as good as say the forthcoming Ignite next engine <laughs> Xbox One FIFA <laughs> with Football Manager you know something like that um, it's never quite it's never quite happened maybe mm. sensible world of soccer uh, but um, another uh, another great uh, Football Manager culture uh, and it's something that's become bigger and more kind of challenging is lower league management it's known as LLM it's it's a thing it's got an acronym uh, and this is where you basically you are a lower league manager you limit yourself to the blue square uh, north and south or the Serie C or the Scottish third and you deal with it and your your measures of success are completely different you are not trying to either career hop your way from there to uh, Manchester City or Chelsea you are a lower league manager and you have to deal with the wage budgets and uh, and the fact that you can't attract any players and the tiny crowds and all the other stuff that other mm. people have to deal with um, increasingly in the game, things like agents and presumably this year financial fair play and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just the the pure, the ultimately purest way to play the game. You everything is your responsibility. No no assists on. You know all that sort of thing. Mm. Magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of other games come up with that, but that immediately rings of. Uh, you know, permadeath runs in Far Cry 2 or, yeah, or Soul yeah. Level 1 runs in Dark Souls, that kind of thing, totally. where it, it's completely artificial. There's no reason to put that extra limitation or stipulation on yourself, but uh, but boy, doesn't it change the experience and change your focus and really make you think about what's uh, important to, to you know, the next match and, and where your, your team's going. And, and because of the the disparity in football now, you know, I I jumped in as uh, as Brighton manager at mm-hmm. the start of last season, as it is a season in, in which, in real life, my team finished fourth in the in the second tier, um, uh, you know, got to the playoff semi finals. Um, 
but because of the disparity now um, and with the budgets that Brighton say works under you know I, I've started my game with a £200,000 transfer budget in the championship that is peanuts that is yeah. absolutely nothing got virtually no money for wages you know you start with Wayne Bridge and Upson and all these people loaned in so you got no money you got no spare money for wages and even that now feels like a massive challenge you know I, I hear other mm. people they immediately start the game as Man United and obviously David Moyes is finding that a challenge at the moment because of course it would be after that long of, of the greatest manager in the British game in history arguably but it's not arguable it's okay um, well yeah not for you um, but Ibrahimovic, I've bought Ibrahimovic. Okay, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to bring Ronaldo back. And, and that sort of way of playing it is absolutely valid and, you know, fantasy football stuff, and that's fine. But for me, you know, the satisfaction of either taking my own club, and I would have started as Brighton if we were in the conference. It would, you know, it's, it's not about where we are, it's about who we are, mm-hmm. um, and, and take those challenges on. But now, as again, with the, the, the pressure of media and agents and all these other f- facets in the game, I think it's got a lot harder to do the thing that, you used to be able to do in in the 80s and 90s management games which was i am you know york city and i am going to win the champions league that's just not it's not easy it can be so frustrating and i think the way i usually play it obviously myself being a man united fan is i will play as a man united manager but i'll always run two games and my second club it usually seems to be like bristol city or but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pick a team um usually in league one or two uh, and just one promotion is success but obviously you said you can do the lower league management now and there's something amusing that when you get the job and it's like your budget is 75 pounds yeah <laughs> that, that, that's it there's, there's it's not missing yeah. a k or yeah. zeros <laughs> yeah there's not a million next to that yeah i think the the interesting thing uh from my point of view is that when you do that when you pick a lower level side um and i've done that in in the scottish leagues before if you're playing as as Newcastle, Man United, you know a, a Premiership team or or a, a top tier team in in any country, you'd never really pay attention to what's going on in the lower leagues until mm. you meet them in a cup mm. match. If you play as a lower league side, I always keep checking yeah. what's going on in the Premiership, and some of yeah. that is I want to see how Newcastle are doing, just because yeah. that's my team. Yeah. But a it's lot interesting of it is, to see, yeah, how it calculates who wins, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But also, a lot of that is that that's the sharp end of football, if you like. That's the headline grabbing stuff, and that's true in in you know supporting our teams in real life as well. You know, people who uh, support lower league teams, whether that be as a second team or whether it be as the team that is their home team or that's the team they they support, you can't get away from the fact that on the news, it's all about the big teams, obviously, because they're the ones that a lot of people are interested in. And so there is that sort of side of things where you're down in the nitty gritty of, you know, uh, a away match to this tiny little team uh, and you know you've taken your 10 play or well, 10 players <laughs> 15 players out there um to um to to play this match that no one's taking any notice of and barely any fans turned mm. up to uh meanwhile there's champions league football going on in in london or manchester or wherever uh, and that's always uh made obvious i think just by virtue of of your own predilections to to keep an eye on that sort of stuff but yeah another aspect of the simulation that really just adds to it 
And of course, uh, another great legacy of uh, the series, is the famous, you will find any number of these articles uh, all over the net on game sites, football sites, general media sites, is the players that CM various versions of CM and FM predicted would be greats but weren't. Uh, instantly recognisable names such as Ibrahima Bakayoko, Mako, Serge Makofo, Cherno Samba, Freddie Adu. Um, of course, you know, in the real game, as in as in the game, there are, I mean, even more so in the real game, there are so many factors in whether a player makes it or not. Yeah. There are so many truly mm. gifted players who never, you know, live up to their potential. And, yeah. there, and, you know, there are players who weren't that gifted who more than exceed their potential. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, as I say, search the internet, or championship manager greats, you will find uh, Knee Lamptey and all these yeah, others. There's some absolute uh, blinders in there, um, but but ultimately there, there's countless stories where great great players right. have been predicted and they've got it absolutely spot on. That's exactly what that, that is. Exactly. Amazing when they when when you look at it. I mean, I think probably the one people the name people most people will recognise anyway that they got absolutely dead on was Cristiano Ronaldo, who two years before he signed for Man United was a player that. You know, if if you knew the sites, you yeah. would sign, and you'd make sure you got him. Yeah, yeah, Rooney as well. I think yep. uh, to a point, Kim Kallstrom, who you know hasn't perhaps become a, a Lionel Messi exactly, but he's you know had a fine career, and yeah, mm. loads and loads and loads of those. But there are also anecdotal tales of uh, real life managers playing or even using the uh, champ manager or football manager database. Um, there was a a news story. I think it was a bit of a PR stunt in. Uh, 2008 that Everton actually signed you the say, database for their PR use stunt, but if you actually look at Everton signings pre and yeah. post signing <laughs> the players he signed post football manager database are incredibly improved I only wish he'd brought the database with him uh, certainly there was uh, stories of Gordon Strachan being into it although it, that doesn't seem to ring true but certainly uh, more recently and a younger manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, has admitted that uh, or said outright that he used um, FM for his uh, work at Mulder where he won the title in, so, in his know. first year after they'd never won it in yeah. 23 years I believe so pretty yeah, impressive pretty but good uh, there was also one where I was in a PC world back when Championship Manager 4 had come out and mm. I was buying it and I was in the queue and in the queue next to me was Jonathan Woodgate and he was actually <laughs> buying Excellent. the version before because oh. he was never the smartest person um, no. and he actually said <laughs> I wonder what my rating is to the yeah. person next to oh, him in the queue <laughs> so that, that was always oh, a famously one. yeah I mean these days you see a lot of this because of tw you know t Twitter and stuff um, you see the players talking about their FIFA ratings and stuff and their FM ratings mm -hmm. absolutely um, there was a there was a ding dong on Twitter a few months back between uh, noted dogger and uh, girlfriend beater Stan Collymore and Miles Jacobson, where he started accusing Jacobson of being a, a sort of data entry monkey um, and having no sort of no understanding of the real game. And uh, Collymore came off uh, kind of looking a bit silly, not for the first time, it has to be said. Anyway, amazingly, for one of the most played computer games in Europe and South America and other parts of the world, we only got one piece of forum correspondence. I take partial responsibility for that because I only put it up in midweek uh, and we're recording at the end of the week. But it's a good one from Xavier Desmond. He says, I have hugely fond memories of the original Championship Manager and Championship Manager Italia on the Amiga back in the day. I remember sinking hours and hours into the games and still recollect my world-beating Napoli squad that I cultivated from mediocrity to title after title. 
I suspect if you went back now, the originals would seem simple and boring, but it's this simplicity that I loved. Your tactical changes and transfer signings had an obvious impact on your results. The relative complexity of the games as the series went on has put me off getting into them as I did the early games. Also these days I've not got the time to sink into these games as I once did and my gaming habits have changed as I've got older. Ultimately I have a huge amount of affection for Champ Manager and I feel people who criticise the games for being a giant spreadsheet are missing the point. The joy of playing these games are that the playing of the game is really just your imagination. The game is really all in your head and all the better for it. Yeah, we had a f few, several uh, three-word reviews relating, uh, referring to spreadsheets. It's, it's, the, it's, it's one of those um, terms that comes up whenever this game's talked about. It's been the same since the game first came out. I'm pretty sure, I mean, spreadsheets weren't such a thing. Not everyone had Excel back in 1992, but the word spreadsheet used to get bandied around in reviews. And to me, it's just it's a, as, as reductive a way of looking at a game as, say, calling a Kindle book a text document. It's like, that's not the point you know you can reduce any game to its to its bare it might look like that but in the same way as you know a blank page of text can move you to tears a a screen of a screen of stats can move you to tears in in, in football manager and championship manager well but i think the important thing is and um unbidden by any uh, memes of calling this game a spreadsheet my sister used to always refer to it as teletext which i think is a more apt yeah. uh, approximation well, uh, especially as back That's in the day, good, that yeah. was often the way people got football scores would be through teletext and the, and the like as well. But And what the football fan didn't at some point run around their front room with their shirt over <laughs> their head after seeing a goal come through on teletext. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but but the, the point of this, and I think the crux of it, is that this is actually... A, it's about fantasy. It's about... Um, you know, understanding uh, enough about football to be able to to see not the numbers that are on the screen, but to understand what the patterns mean and to actually be able to take a team or nurture a player from obscurity to to greatness. It, it's it's a fantasy. It is doing. You know, I I would go up after hearing Newcastle lose uh, uh, a match and and go and play and see if I could do what my supported team couldn't you know um that that was the whole idea of it and and the way it's delivered the ui is completely by the by certainly yeah. graphics can can add to a game but uh, that that was merely a delivery mechanism for information which as as you aptly put information can be delivered in any number of ways it's not how it's delivered necessarily that makes or breaks it yeah we'll save some more of that for our, our summaries which we must come to shortly but and before that, we have those three-word reviews, the highlights this week from Twitter. Uh, yeah, Andy Keeble says, failed my A-levels, which I think speaks <laughs> volumes to several of our experiences with the game. Ian Dransfeld, still buying Chelstrom. Uh, Tim Borowski, ruined my life. I hope he's joking. <laughs> uh, Ian Stephen, all-consuming entity. Alan Passingham. Ibrahimovic to Millwall. <laughs> Alan Wilkinson, my glory is. Mark McQuaid, one more match. Fuzzy Dan, self-imposed ban. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's probably quite a lot of that from uh, people as you know people who want to maintain relationships, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always go together the best. I mean, gaming as a whole, but particularly FM. And we have one here. Uh, very kind of him to respond and quickly as he does he does seem like an ever such a nice chap is Miles Jacobson OBE 
no less, studio director of Sports Interactive, who simply says, must play more. <laughs> uh, he could have he could have been forgiven for saying must buy more, given that it's in his interest. But yeah. but there you go. So um, difficult to sum up. It's been an absolute uh, blast talking about twenty years of, yeah. of football manager. But I feel like we've only scratched the surface. But I don't know what I want us to summarise really. But just I mean, it's almost pointless saying whether we'd recommend it or not. <laughs> um, but just sum up your feelings of. of Football manager, twenty years of CM and FM. Somehow, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say is that I think back to you know the conversations I had, the players that I bought, the 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 moments where you just have that elation as it flashes up to tell you've got a goal, and then uh, I think to this past two weeks where I've put uh, several hours into the the beta and then the the released version of of Football Manager two thousand fourteen. And I had a conversation that went on for 15 minutes with Hatem Ben Arfa's agent last night who wanted to negotiate a new deal after Real Madrid became interested in buying him and I turned down a deal, uh, that they an offer that they made. I hate that man. I have never met him. I don't even know if he's a real person, but I hate that man with a passion because he desperately wanted something I could not offer. He a was blight on the game, for, and now yeah, I'm football manager. Was, yeah. So uh, he was asking me to to offer in contract more money than my board had had capped wages at, and and that's a perfect example of something that by all reason should fall outside of. Uh, the remit of a game. It shouldn't be telling me that I need to do something I cannot do in order to to continue playing this game or to to continue having Hatton Ben Arfa as a player at Newcastle. <laughs> but it did. It just said that this uh, and and by the medium of agents who are who are maligned, uh, possibly unfairly, possibly fairly, uh, in the world of football. Some some. <laughs> um, it, it painted a perfect picture of a slimy agent who was out to to get what he could uh, and. And that speaks volumes. That after at least ten years of not playing it, you know, uh, fifteen years, sixteen years since I started playing Championship Manager, uh, within a few hours and only one match played, I could be so engrossed as to to be agonising over a single conversation I was having with an agent about a player that I desperately wanted to keep at my club. Uh, it it invites you to to create your own fantasy football league. Uh, and and it's yeah it, it still has the ability to to suck you in and and i don't unfortunately have the time to let it i think but um yeah it it's something quite special and still is well said um yeah as i say for me i've definitely uh, come to this realization that it's it has been a decade or more since i last really fell in love with got hooked by a game of cm slash fm uh i think carl very kindly bought me fm 2011 i definitely you know i gave it a go for a while but it just didn't get its hooks into me tony bought me uh, last year's model which i've been playing because of this podcast and definitely when i first started it i had the same feelings as i've had with almost every version that i've played for the last 10 years or so which is actually a bit of anxiety now i know that's partly me i'm an anxious person i suffer with chronic anxiety um, actually getting like a crick shoulder and uh, mm. and just thinking, God, do I want to be doing this? 
I can't there's so much information on the screen there's part of me every time I see the screenshots gets that same little buzz I, rem- I remember from being a, a teenager reading uh, the latest management game manual in a bus stop and just couldn't wait to get home and just rip into it and absolutely play it for for the next month and not care about anything else the world outside whatever girls you know money stuff like that <laughs> but in recent times partly me and partly the game's direction has kind of pushed me away from that but now I'm 17 hours into this last year's model. I'm two, finding two things. One is that I'm starting to think about it when I'm not playing it <laughs> again. Uh, so I keep thinking, you know, well, you know, what would Gus Poyet have done? Uh, uh, got eventually, well, well, he wanted to leave for a very long time before he did. But um, yeah, and it's a real, it's a struggle. I'm fine. I'm not doing nearly as well as Gus did last season. Uh, I, I made some tactical decisions. I made some selection decisions. I've made some contract decisions. That all of which I think were we've all said and done some things, Leon. Yeah, <laughs> a few things that I regret. Um, learning the ropes again, but yeah. the more I play it, the more I'm finding my way around the screens. The quicker I am at navigating, the the quicker the game rolls by. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I've got a PC that is running this simulation. Uh, you know, pretty pretty much cranked up. I could have actually turned on a whole load more countries, and it would have been absolutely fine. I'm run, playing on a solid state hard drive, and you know, with a good graphics card. So everything's kind of as I wanted it to be. I mean, that was one of the things that put me off in previous years was, well, I can't have everything turned on, so it doesn't feel like I'm playing the full game, mm. and I want access to every youth player from you know the the, the most obscure Romanian <laughs> uh, non-league division and whatever. But it's just it's just starting to happen again and I'm also finding that reading some of those reviews about the new version and seeing those tweaks and improvements to the a couple of things that I am finding a little frustrating about this version which uh, particularly uh, training and what's the other thing they've kind of made big improvements on general flow I think and um, they seem to have actually acknowledged that there there was a flow to earlier versions that they perhaps they lost in in this the depth and complexity of this simulation that I'm thinking when it's cheaper on game keys now or whatever I might just have to get the next one but anyway 17 hours in probably a, hopefully about a tenth of the way through my career on this version and uh, yeah to recommend it as I say not really a point but what I would say is anyone who's listening to this who loves fantasy football but hasn't tried this you haven't done anything yet play this play this <laughs> <laughs> Carl sum up for us your feelings it's hard, really, because Football Manager has had such an experience in, in my life. I, I started playing it when I was in single figures, and I'm, I'm 29 now. I've played it over two decades of my life, and I've got so many experiences and memories. It's been the most difficult, frustrating game I've ever played. It's been, it's been the easiest, mm. most fun game I've ever played. It's, it's certainly been the most emotional game I've ever played. And... <laughs> It's just brilliant for those reasons. You know, it it's a game that on the surface is enjoyable enough to play and then you can scratch and you find something else and then you'll scratch and you find that there's something else you can add. From James having a 15-minute conversation with an agent to, to me requesting one thing extra from my star player only for him to fall out and ask to leave six months later because he didn't like the way I'd asked the question in a in a private meeting and <laughs> and realising that I'd made a, a huge mistake and 
you know, do I, when you when you're left with the opportunity of do I sign this player or that player, and you're weighing up the opportunities, and you you spend your whole budget of the of the club, and you've actually shipped another player out. The the, the decisions that weigh really heavily on you for playing a game, and I don't really think I've ever played a game where so much sort of gravitas has been left on one decision, as, as in this game. It, mm. I think James probably did describe it best that you could equate it to the to the perma death runs of you know Dark Souls or Far Cry Two, in that you know if you play this game quote unquote properly and not in restarted no yeah cheating. no cheating yeah. no reloading the game yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's unmatched. We've got football games and you you know it's Pro Evo or it's FIFA. You you know you you've got these brawlers. You've got you got it's Metroid or it's Castlevania. You know you've got so many things, but in management it's football manager that that's it and for a game to continually improve without any real competition is pretty impressive and i've said it numerous times and i've been asked so many times at the end of every year there's always someone asks me what's my game of the year list Mm. and for the last six years i've intentionally left football manager off the list because (laughs) it's a given It, it, it offers me so much more you know, it it is that it's that text adventure. It's it's that emotion. It's that imagination that nothing, no other game offers me that. So that it's going to beat other games for that reason. But Sports Interactive have improved a franchise year upon year at levels that I can't think of another game I've played. It's done the case, and this is an annual franchise that doesn't feel like an annual franchise. It doesn't feel like they're just pushing it out for the sake of it, and it's driven by a team of developers and programmers and scouts that are so passionate about one product that it oozes when you play it, and you feel it. it's just a warm blanket that you wrap it around you and you can play this game on a, on a you know, a cold night and, you know, it is that one more match that Mike McQuaid said in our three-word reviews. You, you'll play that match and then an hour will go by, then three hours will go by, and then you realise it's actually what was tomorrow. And then you're thinking, oh, <laughs> I'd better eat. And then you think, well, actually, I'd better sleep. And it's, it's just incredible for those reasons. And these are just my experiences year after year. And I've played more of them consistently than either James or Leon and I can still see the improvements and I can still see everything to love and and something to hate in every release and that's a good thing and if you want to feel you know if you're into your football management and as Leon said you like you know your fantasy football and you know, you're into your master league in, in Pro Evolution Soccer or even your management mode in, in FIFA. Give this mm. a go because this is you'll get feelings playing this that, that I don't think you can actually get in a, in another football game because that weight of success and failure weighs so heavily on you and it's such a fine line and you know everyone can shout at their manager on a Saturday afternoon and think why did you pick him what you know you should have picked him why you've got you know why wing backs playing too wide get them in tight get the ball forward to the front play a long ball you get to pick those decisions and we'll see how brave you are when the choice comes around because it actually matters 
I think that's for isn't that what the, the current advertising campaign is kind of built around that built around that concept uh, hmm. but yes um, I, I guess there's probably not a game where there's a bigger disparity between what non-converts see on the screen and what people who <laughs> get it are feeling <laughs> it's just yeah. that there's that complete bemusement um, and as I say I just I hope a few of our regular listeners have tuned into this one kind of not knowing what to expect and at least picked up on our obviously with, with James and I it's kind of been sporadic um, but overall just yeah extraordinary passion for this game but it's all over the internet you know it's um it's not it's not just us uh it's far there's a reason there's 35 registered divorces linked to (laughs) specifically to championship and football manager there's a book uh there's a book came out last year on amazon 20 years of beautiful obsession football manager stole my life um written by ian mcintosh kenny millar and neil white um that is uh on my wish list um and probably well worth checking out so it just remains for me a drained Leon Cox, um, Leo Ujoa, if you prefer, to thank Der Kaiser, James Carter, and Chicharito Carl Moon. Um, next time, next issue, we'll be discussing Media Molecule's Little Big Planet series. Uh, until then, we're off to the Bladen races. Goodbye. I went to Bladen races, it was on the 9th of June. 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Balbras And she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street That's on the road to Bladen Oh, my lads, you should have seen us gamming Passing the folks along the road Just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there And all with smiling faces Yanning along the Scotswood Road To see the Bladen races Blew past Armstrong's factory and up to the Robin Adair But Gannin o'er the rail we bridged the bus we flew up there The lasses lost the crinolines and veils that hide their faces I got two black eyes and a broken nose Gannin to Bladen races Oh my lads, you should have seen us Gannin Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there and all with smiling faces Gannin along the Scotswood Road to see the blade races.